right. Welcome back to the Know Your Numbers REI podcast. This is your host, Chris Cormack. Today, we're going to be talking about entity structure as far as it is concerned with real estate. Now, before we get to that, a little background on what we do. If you're new here, Better Books is a remote tax planning and accounting firm focusing on the real estate investor. We've met with hundreds of real estate investors across the nation, and a few things stick out. Many of them are concerned that they're not getting the most amount of tax savings that they could. They got into real estate because they thought it would help their tax burden, but they quickly found out that maybe their advisor didn't know all the real estate tax laws or that they made decisions that were not helpful to their tax strategy. And now they are full of concern and overwhelm whether they'll be able to make it up. So we've had a lot of people come on this year that have been in that situation. We have some others that are just getting started in real estate and want to get started on the right foot with some confidence and certainty around their taxes. And so we just help them grow in their knowledge and help them make calculated decisions. So if that is you, I'm glad that you're tuning in. And this episode should serve as a basis for what we do with our clients in educating them and helping them make calculated decisions so they're not setting themselves up for a tax burden that they can't have. So if you get any sort of value out of this, if you know of anybody that might find this useful, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review and share it with a friend. That helps us get in the ears and the eyes of listeners and watchers just like you. And it helps people keep more money in their accounts so we can all better our own personal economies and the overall economy as a whole. So with all that in mind, let's get started. Real estate entity structure. Really why you need to be concerned about your entity and why S-Corps are beneficial in real estate. You know, there's a lot of bad tax advice out there around S-Corps. Some of it actually good tax advice around S-Corps, but when it comes into play in the real estate industry, it can turn bad real quick. So we're going to go through five reasons why you should never consider an S-Corp when it comes to real estate and debunk some of these myths that are out there. So we often get questions around whether you should be an S-Corp. You might see an ad on Instagram or Facebook or maybe a reel on on TikTok that says S-Corps are the thing that will change your tax life forever. And while I agree with that to a certain extent, S-Corps are often a great strategy when it comes to real estate. This is not the case. So if you find yourself in a position of confusion around your entity structure, you're getting five different pieces of advice from five different people and you're not sure what to do, hopefully this can provide you with some confidence. So reason number one as to why you should not put your real estate in an S-Corp is because of depreciation loss limitations. Now, one thing that is true about S-Corps is that they have greater restrictions and requirements as far as who can own an S-Corp, what they have to report as an S-Corp, and their ownership rights are. What I guess to use the accounting term, it's called basis. It's, it's the amount of equity that you have in an S-corporation. And there's certain rules around this basis. And one of the rules is that your losses are limited to the amount of basis that you have. So basically, if you have a certain amount of equity in an S-corp, you get capped off at how much of a loss you can write off when it comes to depreciation. And so your losses are limited in S-corporations, which is not the case in other entity structures. And many people get into real estate for the tax benefit, for the tax incentive. And a large part of that tax incentive is this idea of depreciation. This is what we call here at Better Books as a phantom expense. It's an expense that you can put on your tax return. Depreciation is an expense that you can put on your tax return that you don't actually have to pay money for, right? You acquire a property and now that property is worth $1.5 million. You can take that $1.5 million and depreciate it over the course of 27 and a half years or 39 years, depending on the type of property it is. And you get an expense that you're not paying for, right? You, you put a down payment on, you never paid $1.5 million for that property if you used financing, but the IRS allows you to depreciate it. And that's why it's often called a phantom expense, an expense that you can have on your books that you didn't actually pay for. And oftentimes this 
allows real estate investors to generate a loss on their tax return that they didn't actually incur in their business, right? You can have profits on your books and still generate a loss on your tax return. And it's in large part because of depreciation. But when you have an S corp, your losses are limited to the amount of basis you have. And oftentimes you won't get the full benefit of that depreciation. And even if you get it in year one, your basis has now decreased. And in year two, at some point, year two, year three, year four, whatever it is, your losses are going to be limited and you're not going to get the full effect and the full tax benefit of real estate. And we here at Better Books say that if your real estate investment is not operating with the four things that everybody gets into real estate for, that's cash flow, leverage, tax incentive, and appreciation, then your real estate portfolio is not working to its full potential. And so having your real estate in S-Corp takes away the tax benefit part of that. And now you're like a car driving with three wheels as opposed to four. It's not, it might go, but it's not going to go to the level that you need it to go. So reason number one for why you should never have real estate in S-Corp is because of depreciation loss limitations. Reason number two as to why real estate properties should not be in an S-Corp is because of capital raising concerns. Now, we know that capital raising is a part of real estate, especially if you're in the industry of commercial real estate and you're operating what is known as syndications, where you go out and get a pool of investors to give you a certain amount of money and they all get a share of the real estate investment. This is common, again, in commercial real estate where you have big properties, $4 million, $5 million projects, and you need a lot of money to go ahead and acquire that project. What a lot of people will do is go out and raise the money from various investors to be able to get that property, and then those investors get a return on it. Now, the reason I say that there are concerns around capital raising when it comes to having a property in an S-Corp is because they have regulations and requirements. And one of these requirements is that you have to have less than 100 shareholders or 100 shareholders or less in the ownership of your S-Corporation. So here at Better Books, we do have an S corporation and there are two shareholders and there likely won't be any more shareholders outside of that. So we are under that 100 number for shareholder requirements. But when you're going out and raising capital for a real estate investment, chances are you're going to get enough to pass that 100 shareholders. It might not be done in one project, but if you have multiple projects going on at a certain time, chances are you're going to kick in over that 100 shareholders and you are going to lose your S corp status. So one of the requirements of an S corporation is you have to have 100 or less shareholders. These are people who share in the profits of your business. And as somebody who's raising capital, you're exchanging a share of your business for that capital. And therefore, they are a qualified shareholder. And if you have your real estate in an S-corp, you're going to quickly lose that S-corp status because you have more than 100 shareholders. So that's reason number two, is that you have concerns around capital raising because of the limitations of how many shareholders you can have in your S-corp. Reason number three as to why you should never have real estate in an S corporation is simply for asset mobility purposes, right? We meet with probably one, one investor a week who says they have real estate, they have an LLC, but their real estate is not in their LLC. Or maybe their real estate isn't an LLC and they want to get it out of that LLC for whatever reason. They want to put it in another LLC or any other reason. But it's often the case that people want to move their assets into or out of an LLC. This is referred to as asset mobility. It's the, the mobilization of your asset into an entity or out of an entity. Now, when you have an S-Corp and you are looking to move a property into or out of the S-Corp, you are creating what is referred to as a taxable event. So if I have a property or a handful of properties in my S-Corp and I want one of those properties to no longer be in that S-Corp for whatever reason, when that happens, I am creating a taxable event. So say this property was, I bought it at $300,000. When I went to move it out, it was worth $500,000. Now, remember, I did not get any 
form of monetary value to exchange this from the S-Corp outside of the S-Corp, but the IRS will still categorize that as a taxable event. So there's a gain of 200,000, that, that 500 minus 300, $200,000 that I have never seen, but the IRS is going to tax you on that. And as a result, you're likely going to go in debt to the IRS. And, and the number of people that are in debt in general in the US is frightening, but in debt to the IRS as well is, is a whole nother level. And it's not fun. If you're familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad or any of the personal finance books out there, we know that we do not want bad debt and IRS debt is a bad form of debt. So when you have your property in an S-Corp and you go to move it out, the IRS is going to basically say you just sold your property. The S-Corp sold its property to whoever is now acquiring it, even though they might not have paid for it. And so you're going to be on the hook for taxes and it's going to put you into debt because chances are you're not operating with the amount of money you need. So taxes on $200,000 of, of capital gains is likely $30,000. And, and that's a quick way to open up a door that you don't want to open up when it comes to owning a business that is going into debt to the IRS. So we've covered three reasons why you should never have real estate in an S-Corp. The first was depreciation loss limitations. The second was capital raising concerns. The third was asset mobility issues. The fourth is this myth around self-employment tax. And I say myth kind of tongue in cheek because S-Corps do have a benefit when it comes to avoiding self-employment tax, right? If you are a Schedule C business owner, it's just on your personal name, you went in and got an LLC and did nothing with it after that, you're going to be reporting that on your personal income tax return. And one thing that the IRS does is for people who have businesses on what is referred to as Schedule C on their personal income return is they charge a self-employment tax, which is 15.3% of the profit of that business. Now, oftentimes, business owners will be advised to go out and get an S-corporation to avoid this self-employment tax. We do this with a lot of our clients, and it's often a good step towards tax planning and tax strategy. However, there are costs associated with it. And then not to mention that there are certain industries where it doesn't work as well. And real estate is that industry. I said self-employment tax myth because real estate, regardless of entity structure, is not prey, is not liable for self-employment tax. Because of the way the Internal Revenue Code is written, I believe it's because of the passive loss rules, but that might not be true. Everything I can say is that real estate is not subject to self-employment tax. And so when you have real estate in an S-Corp, with the S-Corp main purpose being to limit the self-employment tax, you're basically putting real estate in an S-Corp for, for no reason because real estate, regardless of entity structure, is not subject to self-employment tax. So that's reason number four. It is a self-employment tax myth. The fifth reason is a little confusing, but I will mention it here, but it has to do with refinancing. So oftentimes in real estate, I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar with the Burr method, the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat method. And it's a way for you to generate tax-free capital, right? When you refinance, traditionally, you're not taxed on that refinance. If it's set up correctly and it's done correctly by your tax preparer, your tax professional, or your bank as well. You, you traditionally do not get taxed on debt. You won't get taxed on a mortgage. You won't get taxed on a refinance. However, if your real estate is in an S corporation, that is a taxable event. If you receive capital because it increases basis, you are liable to taxes on that refinance. So there's ways having real estate in your S corporation opens you up to taxes that you would not be paying if you were just operating under your own name or an LLC or a partnership or even a C corp. And, and that's crazy when you can think of a C corp being better than an S corp, but sometimes in real estate it is. Now I'm not going out there and saying get a C corp, but I am saying that an S corp, which usually has great tax benefits when it comes to real estate, does not have great tax benefits and actually results in, in greater tax than you would have if you were in any other 
type of entity. So we covered five reasons real estate should not be in an S corporation. The first was because of depreciation loss limitations. You are only allowed a certain amount of loss in your S corporation and depreciation is the greatest tax benefit because it generates a lot of losses for real estate investors. But that is limited when you are an S corp real estate investor. Get it out. Don't do it. The second reason, capital raising concerns. You can only have a certain number, 100 shareholders or less when you are an S corporation. If you're going out and raising capital from different people and different entities and different investors, well, you're limited to the number of people that you can get and you're going to be limited to the number of deals that you can make because the second you get that 101st shareholder is the second you are no longer an S corp and you open yourself up to further penalties and, and taxes and, and fees. The third reason was asset mobility. When you move a real estate property into or out of an S corporation, you are opening yourself up to a taxable event. These are taxes that you would not incur if you were in just a regular entity structure like an LLC or a partnership. And again, these are taxable events on events that did not generate you any income, right? We went over that event of $200,000 gain. You are liable for $30,000 of taxes when you didn't make any money and you're going to go into debt to the IRS. Number four, self-employment tax myth, right? Real estate does not subject to self-employment tax. So an S-Corp being an entity that helps you avoid self-employment tax is not beneficial to real estate, which is not subject to self-employment tax. So it's a myth. You don't get the benefit of the S-Corporation when you hold real estate. And number five was that refinancing issue, right? When you refinance, traditionally, you don't get taxed on the money that you're bringing in. But when you're in an S-Corp, you are going to open yourself up to tax consequences because it changes the basis and incurs a taxable event. So those are just five reasons why you should never have real estate in an S-Corporation. Again, we know that there's bad tax advice out there. We know that there's advertisements out there saying, get an S-Corp, get an S-Corp, get an S-Corp. And so many people see that and get that quick fix, what they believe to be a quick fix, just to find out that it's not the best thing for them. So if you are in a position where you have real estate in an S-Corp, reach out to our team. We will do what we can to help you, to protect you, to make sure you're paying as little tax as possible. It's not to say that you won't pay any tax because I just listed all the reasons that you probably will pay tax if you have real estate in an S-Corp, but it's better to fix it now early on before you hit greater growth stages and have greater tax consequences as a result. As always, if you got any sort of value out of this, go ahead and share it with a friend. We need to be better educated in finances and taxes are just one level of financial education. I think together we can make a great impact on this world, on this economy, on our own families and friends around us by sharing the knowledge, the wisdom that we have acquired up to this point. So God bless you all. Have a Merry Christmas and we'll talk to you soon.